Reading from the Chaitanya Bhagavat, Anchi Lila 1, text 274. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jai Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Puna Manorata Halena Bhaktagan Yateka Purvera Dukkha Hoyla Kandana. The devotees became fully satisfied and their previous distress was mitified. Om Agyanatimarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya. Taksur Unmalatamyena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha. Sri Chaitanya Mano Bishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale. Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Svapadantikam Vanchakalpa Tarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Siyadvaita Gadadhar Srivas Adigor Bhaktavrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. All, please patiently hang on. It's just going to take me a few minutes. I finished my puja just before um, this. It's just a second. I'll be right back. There we go. Um, well, anyway, thank you all for 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 coming. Um, I think I'm going to do something a little bit special today, at least for the first ten or fifteen minutes. Uh, one of my god brothers passed away in Brindavan, and you know I lived in Brindavan since. 44 years, most of the previous 44 years I was in Vrindavan and what a blessing that was. Vrindavan has a force of purification. That's why it's so difficult to stay there and so easy to stay there. It depends what direction you're going in. If you're moving towards Krishna, it's a very easy place to stay. But if you're moving, centering yourself on false ego, it's a very difficult place to stay. It's just like a boat, a sailboat. If you're going one direction with the wind, it's very easy. You just turn around, it's very difficult. It's not that the wind is difficult, to, or the wind is very helpful. You're just going in the wrong direction. So it's a very, very purifying place. I feel very fortunate to be there. But one of the main things about Vrindavan is, is not just to go there, but the people that somehow are there. Um, it's a real special blessing. And somehow this one devotee was, um, I kind of knew and, and, and over those years, and I would um, talk with him because I think there's something very, very special about the people who had personal association with Prabhupada. Um, one time I was walking, you know, from the, like from the MVT back to my place and I, I ran into this God brother who was a Sanskrit scholar and 40, I think even when Prabhupada was here, he left Prabhupada and took initiation by Bhakti Siddhanta's brother. Um, so, but I, I somehow knew him because he taught Sanskrit 
in the school, in the ashram that my cousin Maseva Bharti used to stay in. So when I went up to Rishikesh, I would meet him also. And, and, and he's not inimical. But you know, I, I asked him where he was going. And then he said, well, I'm going because they're having something about the 40th anniversary of Prabhupada. I said, what? Why, why are you going there? He, well, he said, you know, once a Prabhupada disciple, always a Prabhupada disciple. And then he began to glorify Brahmananda. And he said, these people, he was just with Brahmananda Prabhu. He said, these people that had direct contact with Prabhupada, they have something that's very, very special. So I used to talk to him and, and talk to him about his association with Prabhupada. And, you know, I, I, anyway, you know, I, 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 I like to tell stories. I like to speak. And, and, and one of the reasons why is the way I actually look at the world. I sometimes have, I have different visions of the world, but one vision of the world is, is to look at it philosophically. And the other one is to look at it comedically, if that's a word, and, and to look at it, you know, to see the philosophy in action. So generally, when I meet people, and I know people, I, I, I get a whole frame of reference about them. As soon as I meet a person, you know, I ask, like, what do you do? What's this? You know, so many things like that is very common for me. So maybe more than anyone else, I, I really know his story. And I, I, I think it's an interesting story, because um, sincerity trumps everything. <laughs> you may have any material condition in the mode of goodness and the mode of it, whatever it is, ultimately it's your sincerity. It's the desire in your heart to surrender to Guru and Krishna. And this is not an excuse. This is not an excuse for any bad habits because there's the seventh offense to the holy name and the seventh offense is to commit sin on the strength of chanting. So if you do things and relate it to the power of bhakti or, or and, and minimize your faults or minimize, but, but somehow ultimately it, it's in, in sincerity. I remember there's one devotee who he really disturbed Burijan Prabhu and myself. He was a friend but he kind of bailed ship at a time anyway. And Borjan thought he says, ultimately it was his sincerity that you really want to please. And then I even had a, 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 a conception of some devotees that their performance, even in their behavior, et cetera, may not be high, but they get a lot of credit because that's their parabdha karma. It, it, I, I give an example like in, in, in a gymnastics meet or a diving meet. There's two scores. Not, it's not just your performance, it's degree of difficulty. So some people, when they overcome that degree of difficulty with their sincerity, Krishna sees it and actually gives them, gives them a lot of credit. So I, I'll just explain what I know about him. And, and it's really charming his dedication and sincerity and what he's known for he died at the age of 82 joined in 1968 so that's 52 years as a devotee and you know always distributed Prabhupada's books because that was Prabhupada's order but what he told me is he was a fuller brush salesman in San Francisco in 1968 he doesn't remember what happened between 67 and 68 because he took so many LSD trips that one year of his life is completely missing. And he got a Bhagavad Gita. And when he got that Bhagavad Gita, he, he read it on LSD. And then he went into Prabhupada and he said, this is the first contact with Prabhupada. He said, Swamiji, I read you a Bhagavad Gita and it blew my mind. And then he became a devotee and, and, and started distributing Prabhupada's books. And uh, actually one time 
It was in LA and I forgot what he was doing. I'll tell this story later, but I'll get on. So I knew him from Brindavan and he would get, he was in the military. I think he got an honorable discharge because he had some anxiety issues or, or something. I think it had to do something with him. And even knew him, he was a little bit tense in, in certain ways. So he would get, he would get pay from the government and no devotees had money. And when he'd get the pay, he would give most of it to Prabhupada. And then he told me that Prabhupada, in a very humble way, he told me that Prabhupada told one of his secretaries or something. I don't know, I don't know how Vishal, his name was Vishal, loves me so much. And one day Prabhupada came to Vrindavan and he was he was very eccentric in that way. And he, 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 Prabhupada, and he was he running and jumping towards Prabhupada saying, Shil Prabhupada ki jai, Vrindavan ki jai. Prabhupada looked at him and said, You like it? And he said, And he said, Yes, he said, It's yours. <laughs> and then, you know, he wrote a letter to Prabhupada about his service. And Prabhupada said he should stay in Vrindavan and preach to the Brijbasis, which he did towards the end because he was distributing books in the temple to the, to, the, to the people. And he had that letter and he always kept one of these um, cloth bags you buy in Loy Bazaar around his waist. And sometimes they cross because one, he had his, his possessions, another had, he had his books or in both he had his books. And then he was in India, somehow he was there for 14 years on the same visa. And then the government asked him to leave and he wouldn't leave no matter what the government would say. And, and these FRO, foreign registration offices, they come from Matara. So we would consider him like Kamsa because they would harass the devotees. And they went to him and he would just take, he had it lam laminate, you know, in a plastic, he'd take his, he, they would say, you have to leave. He said, Prabhupada said, I can stay. Prabhupada said, I can stay. And then they became so frustrated with him that they came with policemen to something. And he had, he had a Shakti of persuasion. Um, even though he's a bit eccentric, and, and somehow or other, he just ran. I don't know how he did this, but he ran and he jumped on a uh, tempo or something. And, 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 and uh, uh, the policemen were, one of them got, uh, I think one of, one of the policemen got disciplinary action because they came to arrest him and he disappeared. And, and he, got, he just ran out. He said, I gotta get, I gotta get something upstairs. And then he just, frantically ran out and he and he went to Delhi and he went to the Supreme Court and he asked him who is the best lawyer and uh, they said why why Shanti Bhushan you know Shanti Bhushan uh, I, I don't know what you how what you are but in America famous lawyers are William Kunstler F. Lee Bailey um uh, anyway, this was the th this lawyer when Indira Gandhi was president and had the emergency. He's the lawyer that the opposition got to make a case against her, and he was successful. He was the most famous lawyer. Vishal convinces him to to uh, to uh, plead his case. And the case is Harvey Dactor versus the government of India. And I saw that, I saw the case. And what happened is he, 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 his lawyer was arguing and the government lawyer said, well, the reason he has to leave or something like that, I get besides overstaying the visa, he said, is because he was in the US military and it was never put you know, he put it on at the very beginning on his first year, but he never put it on afterwards. So he never disclosed that information afterwards. And then Shanti Bhushan said, if this was such a serious event, 
He said, if this was such a serious event, then how did you renew his visa for 14 years? And he won the case, but then the government waited until that sometime, and then he got blacklisted for many years from India. But he had this incredible persuasive power. I, I, he had so many times got in to see Indira Gandhi that finally, finally he told me, she, he, she said, I already have all the books. <laughs> he gave so many books to Indira Gandhi. And then there was a person called Nishringa Rao, who was the home minister. And he was in a terrible crisis because there was a um, separatist movement called Khalistan in Amritsar with the, uh, with the uh, Sikhs. And then it was a crisis and the, the government attacked the Amritsar temple. The it, it, it was chaos. In the middle of this, Vishal gets into seeing the Shringa Rao and asked him to help him with his visa. <laughs> and the Shringa Rao just looked at him and said, you know, how how can you, how can you, you know, I can't do it now. I'm just, I can't get into this now. And Vishal got angry with him and said, said, said I gave you Mahapasadam. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he had this kind of unique, unique faith, actually, this unique faith. And uh, one time, I, I forgot the whole story, but he was in Kenya with Prabhupada. And he had asked Prabhupada something and quoted Prahlad Maharaj. He wanted something from Prabhupada and he, and he quoted Prahlad Maharaj. And Prabhupada said, no. But previously, when he was in LA, he was distributing books because he had his own money. And then he, I forgot, but the management was like upset with him. And they went to Prabhupada. And, 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 and Prabhupada's answer was, is, is, he is Narada Muni. He can do whatever he, he wants, something like that. So he told Prabhupada that, you know, but you said I was Narada Muni. Prabhupada said, yes, but you're not Pallad Maharaj. And then, they went to um, they went to um, they went to uh, he was on a plane with Prabhupada, and when they got to Bombay, the Prabhupada secretary lost his yellow fever and va vaccination. The vaccination issue was also back then, and. Uh, What happened was, is um, the devotees were scurrying around looking for it because Prabhupada was actually quarantined and he just sat down next to Prabhupada. And then he casually said to Prabhupada, he said, Prabhupada, is there anything I can do, do for you? And Prabhupada said, what can you do? You speak nonsense. And then he had very faithful understanding. So he, he, he told me at that time he understood that when the spirit, if that Prabhupada said, you know, when the spiritual master chastises like a thousand volts of electricity, and then he hid from Prabhupada for a while. And then, you know, of course it was nothing. So anyway, I saw him in Vrindavan. He was always distributing his, his books and Prabhupada had given him the watch from Dainipan that they gave him uh, the, the Japanese company that printed the first Bhagavad Gita and he gave it to Vishal. He kept that watch for 50 years. And uh, yeah, it was just um, just an example of, of he struggled with his mind. He struggled with his mind. Um but he was completely sincere and dedicated. He took that order of Prabhupada and still distributing those books towards the end and then passed away in Vrindavan. So it's a really good example. Um, really good example. 
my god brother Parthasarthi Goswami, he meditates on all his god brothers and god sisters, not just god brothers and god sisters, but devotees in ISKCON. He said, Swajatiya, those who are like-minded, Vijatiya, those who have different moods. And his mood is, his mood is, is that, you know, Lord Chaitanya, you know, appears once in a day of Lord Brahma. That's trillions of years, billions of years. It, it's such an, ex and uh, those devotees that take birth and dedicate themselves to his mission, he considers them part of Gorlila. And when they leave, then you actually understand that what's important when dealing with a Vaishnava is not the ordinary dealings, but the inspired side. How they're connected with Krishna and how Krishna acts through them and acts through them, even, you know, they give themselves to Krishna, but they, there's different modes, there's different difficulties. But I, I actually, I was just reading, um, actually it, it, it's here, actually it's in the purport today, how Krishna just sees the good of the devotees. He sees that inspired side. And, and, and our, our, our mood is to see the faults. And, and not only we see the faults, but we tend to see the faults as the whole person. And we all fall into that. Um, seeing the faults as the whole person. But Krishna sees that inspired side and we should also see that inspired side. Um, so uh, a fortunate soul, I thought he also, a fortune, he leaves in Vrindavan and, and didn't have to go through all that suffering that's, you know, some of us may have to go through at the end, which is also mercy. So uh, one other story, and this is one of my favorite too, is that he had a daughter and her name was Vrindavan Ashvri, or I think that, yeah. And the GBC said, you have to send your child to school in Australia. And he didn't want to do it. And, and you know, at that time, you know, ISKCON was very much more, as, as I wrote in my Monday morning greetings, the hard institution, you know, the, I, I gave a definition of, um, the purpose of an institution is to carry it's the culture of that institution, which is real, right, and a value into the future. And there's two ways to do it. One, and they're both valid, and they, they you can it, both are general needed. The, the hierarchical institution, and then the spontaneous institution. The spontaneous institution is what we're doing right now, and the relationships we have, and picking up a book. You don't have to be in the army to pick up a book, to, to speak to someone. Mostly it's the sacred literatures, but it's the devotional activities. And, and, and that's the main way in which the culture, that which is real, that which is right, that which is of value is carried into the future. Um, but that hierarchical system was there and, and mostly that's what it was. <laughs> in the early days of ISKCON in one sense, not mostly, but that was stressed and emphasized. So a, a governing commissioner, and it was Babananda, he was a leader, had, you know, said, no, you have to send your child, you, you know, and, and he had reasons why he had to send his child, but anyway. So he went to Krishnadas Babaji, who was like, Krishnadas Babaji, Prabhupada said, was Paramahamsa, the highest level, he only chanted Hare Krishna. And if you ask him a question, he would only quote a verse of, he would only quote a verse about the holy name. And he asked him, you know, so he went to Krishna's Babaji and, and, and Krishna's Babaji's answer he told me was, 
the moon of Vrindavan Eshri should never leave Vrindavan. <laughs> and then he went back and pleaded his case. Okay, so now we'll get back to where we were in the CC. Devotees became fully satisfied. And wait one second. In yeah. The devotees became fully satisfied and their previous distress was mitigated. So this is the chapter where Lord Chaitanya took sannyas and he's on his way to Puri and he stops in Shantipur, sends Advaita to Navadweep to call the devotees to, to meet him in uh, Shantipur. And there's ecstatic kirtans because the, that's what Lord Chaitanya does. Sankirtan, Yagyai Sankirtan, and he's chanting. And chanting and kirtan and congregational kirtan, for many reasons, is the best way to attain a level of absorption. And I think the downside of the the pandemic is that we can't meet for kirtan as much or at all. But kirtan, so that was Lord Chaitanya dancing and, and chanting, the, the music, the kirtan, the rag, the tal. It's connected to deep parts in the psyche that increase one's emotion. And when, when it's used to support devotion, it increases one's absorption in devotion and the dancing takes one out of the bodily platform and the community takes one out of the limited concept of ego and what to speak of, of the quality of the people who are chanting and the association and the modes that people were in. So, and anything, let's have kirtan. Anything is let's have kirtan. Any excuse is let's have kirtan. So we see that you're going to have a biography of Lord Chaitanya. It's kirtan and something happened. Let's do kirtan. So the devotees come and he does kirtan. And then Lord Chaitanya manifests his maha He manifests himself as God. We describe that this energy of love is enjoyed from both sides. The, sub, sub, the perspective of the object of love, the perspective of the subject of love, the beloved, the lover, that energy. So God is in the mood of the lover of God. But then he 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 he's he starts to relish the position of God, not just relishing the position of God, but sitting on the throne, taking that position to because his odari, his compassion, wants to give the devotees mercy in in in, in that form, and then he explains to them who he is, which only increases their relations. It's like if you have a friend and he becomes the president, then my friend, the president, doesn't put you in the position of the servant of an executive. My friend, the president, only increases your relationship of friendship. So anytime there's a spark of Aishwarya in Goloka Vrindavan, it only increases the Madhurya. It never covers the Madhurya. Even the gopis, they start imitating Krishna's pastimes and realize he's God for a second. It only increases my lover, the Supreme Personality of God. But the Supreme Personality of God, it never covers the concept of lover. And the example that's given by Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur, and I know this from India, when you know the stoves were wood, what do you do when you're cooking 100 kilos of sweet rice and the milk is gonna boil over? You can't keep on pulling out the wood and putting in the wood. You throw some straw and then the milk won't boil over and the straw will disappear and then only occasionally appear. It will only occasionally appear. And when it occasionally appears, then it disappears. So that's Aishvarya and Braj. And, and, and same thing in Gorlila. 
the Aishvarya just appears briefly to actually purify the relationships, that, that the relationships are not ordinary, they're with God. But it doesn't cover, especially in Abhidweep, where, where Lord Chaitanya is manifesting as people's friends, as people's lovers, as people's children. So they have this, and Lord Chaitanya becomes just overwhelmed in the association of devotees. And then the devotees became fully satisfied and their previous distress was mitigated. And, and this kind of distress is, is beyond duality because what's their distress? The separation of Lord Chaitanya. And in spiritual terms, separation brings the object of your devotion within your heart. So in some senses, it's just as intense or more intense, or the association is, 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 is as real or, or even more real than that union. But they're both required in Rasa, as Gorgo Vindamard said, the embankment of separation. The river needs two embankments to flow so there's union and separation. So their distress was mitigated. Lord Chaitanya was with him. And there's so much relishing. There's so much relishing his, his, his beauty and his heart. And there's no difference between his beauty and his heart because in terms of the absolute reality, the beauty is a manifestation of the heart. It's a manifestation of God wanting to satisfy and please his devotees. So the beauty becomes externally manifest, just like in Srimati Radharani, it's Ladini Shakti, it's the pleasure potency, but how does the pleasure potency manifest? In Mahabhav Sarup, it's the form of that emotion to please Krishna. And Krishna is the form of his bhav to please the devotees. It's not different from Krishna, it's the fullest manifestation of Krishna. But his beauty is not connect, disconnected from his heart. So they're, 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 just, they're just feeling like, wow. And this should be our aspiration that we should want to enter into this. And, and the fortunate part is that in Gaur Lila, you practically in this life can enter into Lord Chaitanya's pastimes by joining the Sankirtan mission. It's the same. It's Gaur Lila, Prabhupada's movement is Gore Lila. And these personalities in it are personalities in Gore Lila. Only 500 years after, that's not a long time compared to how long it was since Shaitanya appeared. We really should, we really should appreciate we really should appreciate our fortune and take advantage of it and take advantage of it. The Lord knows how to remove the distress of his devotees. So can, how can a distressed living entity not worship the Lord? It's mitigated by the linking process of devotional service because the anxiety is not existential. The anxiety is mental. It's the, 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 the difficulty is happening in the body and the mind and the identification with it. It's just like a pot of water that's reflecting the moon. The moon is not moving. If you're worried about the movement, the problem is the water, not the moon. 
So the problem is not our soul. It's the movement of the body and mind that we're identifying with. And why do we identify with it? We identify with the body and the mind because we don't want to become a devotee. We don't want to become a devotee. So what's the solution? Become a devotee. And then all anxiety is gone. So how can one not worship the Lord? There's that verse in the 11th canto, Bayam dvitiya beniveshi tasyat ishad upe tasya viparyosmiti. I quote this many times because it's, it's, it's one of the fundamental verses that Jiva Goswami uses at the beginning of Bhakti Sandarbha to indicate what Bhakti is. Bayam ishad upe tasya, to turn away from God. How can you turn away from God? God is everywhere. Only in consciousness, when you don't want God, because you don't want to be his devotee, then that's turning away from God. But because that is our identity, the only way you can turn away from what you are is in the illusion that you're not. And then you have to accept another identity. Then you have to forget yours, a smriti, viparya, you fall in the illusion. And what happens from that? Sat means arises. So what arises from that? From that separation from our identity, what arises? Vayam, fear, duality. So, so Lord Chaitanya, Lord Chandra is an ocean. Lord Gora Chandra is an ocean of mercy. Now look at this. It's it's synchronicity, Gail. Synchronicity. Lord Garanga is an ocean of faults. He does not see anyone's faults, but sees only their good qualities. And therefore, what is, <coughs> what is, this is also synchronicity. What is Krishna therefore called who, who, who only sees the qualities of other guna grahi guna grahi and that was our god brother that passed away who also had his struggles by his past karma he also had his struggles but he was so sincere I don't know many people who are as sincere as Guna Grimaraj. And the result is he leaves his body in Vrindavan surrounded by the devotees and he's chanting Hare Krishna. Why? Because Krishna is Guna Grahi. We should become Guna Grahi. Vaishnav culture is such a beautiful thing based on the appreciation. Krishna's patram pushpam palam toyam. Okay, you can't give a flower, you can't give a leaf, you can't give a fruit, give me some water. <laughs> With devotion. So, and there's a famous verse that, it, that illustrates gunagrahi. Krishna only sees that service. Aho bakiyam kulakuta snanam. Now here it is. Chigam apyasadvi. Alas, how shall I take shelter of one more merciful than he who granted the position of a mother 
to the demon Putana, although she was unfaithful and she prayed deadly poison on her breast to kill him. But she came as his mother, he accept that point and not the part. What a, what a wonderful thing, Krishna's example. And what is a Vaishnav? A Vaishnav is respecting others. I think I told you some that there was a famous saint in Vrindavan. I've heard of him because he used to live here, he used to live there, and they said he would chant three lakhs every day, 300,000 names a day. And I know he starts his chanting at five in the morning and it goes straight until two in the afternoon. He doesn't see anybody. So somehow I have that book here. I found it. He wrote a book on Raghunuga Bhakti. It's very interesting. And it's in English. And it's a little story. All the book is, is a little story about someone who militantly wouldn't find fault with anyone. That's the whole thing. And I can see that when I met him and the respect he offered me. And then I, I saw in his ashram, small little ashram, the, the people were falling over each other. You have to be very, very careful. We don't like this. They're not, you know, they're not our religion. They're not our organization. They're not this. Go to your Vaishnavism, spread for so many years. Look at Lord Chaitanya's movement. There were so many different Vaishnavas from so many different gurus. After a while, the Almighty Lord concealed his opulences. He then regained external consciousness and became peaceful. So what are his opulences, his Aishvarya, he concealed his I am God. And then, because he was in that consciousness, then he regained his external consciousness. He was in a trance and became very peaceful. Thereafter, the Lord went with the devotees to take bath in the Ganges where they engaged in various water sports. I think I, I think it's in the Krishna book, but the, the two Vaishnav sports are, you know, playing in the water and wrestling. I don't want to go into the wrestling story now. <laughs> well, I, I'm briefly, but one devotee who is really a Kshatriya. I really like, I had a very good relationship with him when he came to Vrindavan. He was really a Kshatriya. And uh, they, anyway, he beat the, the, the champion of Mathura, but that's another story. Engage in water sports. You know, the first two years I was in Vrindavan, every single day without fail, I would lead a kirtan party to the Jamuna because Prabhupada said that we should do that. Even in the winter, we'd go after lunch and the water was freezing. But every single day, in the hot, when it's hot, in the morning after Mongol Artik, and the power of, of the Jamuna, and at that time, the Jamuna was not so far from the Prikram path and it was flowing so rapidly and we could jump off of the cliffs into the water. And I remember when Prabhupada was calling all the leaders because he was leaving the body and it was the summer and they'd come. And sometimes they'd come in the water and there's a game called chicken fights. I don't know if you're familiar with this where one person puts another person on their back and then they, they sport with an, and whoever pulls the other person off. And believe it or not, may, many of you may have known, maybe may you don't know, but Satchrup Marge is the humblest Vaishnava, Sadhu Bhushan of the emblem. And he went down there and he was playing chicken fights. 
and Brahmananda. <laughs> and I remember Satchitmaj after going there, he said, I usually don't do this. But the Vaishnavas, so Lord Chaitanya is sporting in the Ganga. Wow. Just think now, oh, can't buy a ticket to Brindavan. I'm just waiting for that higher permission. And I'm on the first plane. Even if I have to wear a hazmat suit, I'm on the first plane. After taking bath, the Lord returned with the devotees and then circumambulated and watered the Tulsi plant. So important in devotional service to worship Tulsi. So many guarantees, a pure devotee. And I see that. Sadhus, you know, they walk out of their rooms, this the Tulsi, they walk around it, they offer a little water, they take a little dirt. After circumambling the temple of Vishnu and offering obeisance to the Lord, Gauri sat down to eat lunch with the devotees. So this is also so beautiful. Sharing Pasad, the sense of community. The best place in the world for that is Govardhan. They have such simple Pasadam and all the Vaishnavas sit together. The gurus, the, the leaders, it may be GBC, new devotees, women, everyone is sitting together and served in that, in that, that mood of the Vaishnavas together. Exchange, it's, it's, it's just, this is real bhakti. The dati pritagrinati guyam ajachi punte bojyate cha, giving and taking pasadam. That's part of the nourishment of the devotional heart. I lament sometimes that the that kind of culture that I would find in India, you know, I remember when I would go to the Keshaviji Gaudiya Math for festivals where Prabhupada took sannyas and the Vaishnavas would feed us and how expert it was done. And everybody's sitting together and taking prasadam. And that feeling, it's just, it's just watering the heart. Boom table, accepting it and giving it. So the whole exchange is there, the love and people are serving and people taking. Now we're lucky in the modern age that people even have cooked meals. I, I wrote that article about Kanishta, Madhyam, and Uttama eating. And how in Bengal, even if two people, one person is serving because it's Bhumte Bojiate Chaiva. And meals are cooked and offered. It was a culture, it's gone. People take takeouts, restaurants, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, snacking. That culture is gone. The Lord sat down in the middle with Nityananda and the devotees happily sat around them. I see Yudhisthira is there. I'll, I'll tell a Tamal Krishnamaraj story because I, if you think at one, one Tamal Krishnamaraj, Iskand was just corporate. But around Prasadam, he would make the Chaitanya Charitamrita. So in the Goshala, there was this house where my friend Rupa Velas lived and the teachers lived. And it was, you know, beautiful country on this new land. And it just, we would have these programs there. I had a cook working for me who was so expert. I can't even describe how expert he was, but he would make a preparation like sweet rice with little pieces of fried potatoes that were like grains. 
Brakadasi. I mean, it was unbelievable what this person could do and cook. And Tamal Krishnamaj was a gourmet, and Bhakti Tru was there, and Abhiram was there, and we had Naratam Das Thakur Bhajans, and then we all sat down to take prasadam, and we served that prasadam, and it was just so good and with so much love. And then in the middle, Tamal Krishnamaraj looked up. And those of you know, who knew his standard of eating, this was, he said, I knew one day in this movement, we would be experiencing the ecstasy of Chaitanya Charitamrita. But I never thought it so soon. That's why I like to live in India. You get more of that culture that culture of it's, it, that supports supports the 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 entire body of the lord was decorated with sandalwood paste and his face was fully blossomed the lord then began to eat in this midst of the devotees i'll just tell one more story and then we'll stop for some reflections when the russian devotees they wanted to go to Vrindavan, but they were they were actually, frankly, being tortured, you know, oppressed. And then somehow or other, the permission was gone, and they were, they couldn't believe it. They not only they coming to Vrindavan, but you know, Russia was it, it was potatoes, beets, and carrots. That's the only vegetables they ever experienced. When they came here, I remember they were sitting next to my friend, and they had a papaya. And the devotee held it up and he looked at my friend and said, a fruit? My friend said, a fruit? And he bit into it, he was crying. So when they came, we wanted to honor them. So Bibi Govindaswamy cooked the feast. And we had all those devotees that were in prison and everything in Tamal Krishnamaraj's house there. And we fed him a, a feast. And this is Shivaram Swami and Bibi Govindaswamy's spontaneous mood they put sand around the entrances so they would have to step in it. And they put so much food on their plate that they couldn't eat. And then afterwards, they took the dust on their head and they took the remnants. They wanted to honor these devotees. And then one of those devotees found out and he came to me and he was so upset that these senior devotees took his remnants. And this devotee was heavy. Uh, you can't imagine how heavy these devotees were. What they, but these people were super. The Russians could not break them in prison. And he looked at me and he said, and I'll do my Russian accent the best I can if anybody's from Russia, forgive me. He said, I think that is more dangerous here than even in Russia. He said, because in Russia, they can only, they can only, you know, hurt your body. But here with taking these remnants, you can destroy our bhakti. And then he looked at me and he said, Queen Kunti was right. <laughs> wow. What did Queen Kunti say? Vipata shantitashashrat tatra tatra jagat. Let these, he said, let these calamities happen again and again. <laughs> because then you're with me, Krishna. So when I was in prison, <laughs> I can depend on Krishna, but here you guys are serving me and ruining my bhakti. Okay, Jamunajaya, you start off like you do every, and then we'll open it up for others. What what particular thing, Jamunajaya? Hi, thank you for class, Maharaj. It's a little hard to speak after the Russians. <laughs> Just that scene, oh my God. But yeah. um, <laughs> they, I, I read that book, Salted Bread. Um, I got a copy of it, and man, I... I, I was I, I had like nightmares that. for weeks. There's nothing like that book. There, yeah, that is. But um, I, I really loved your point about that. Not only 
do we tend to see the faults in people? We see the fault as the person. And that's exactly the opposite of what Krishna does. And that's just really so right and so heavy. I love that. Okay. Anybody else like to say something? Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you very much for a wonderful class. I also like that point which uh, Jamuna Jaya mentioned, like as well that Krishna is Gunagrahi, that he sees only good in us. And it's such an important point because um, we tend to lament on how bad we are, but it's so important to remember how much he loves us and how much actually he looks, he sees our good qualities as well, our service, and he focuses on that as well. So, so that is that was a wonderful point for me. And as well, the Vaishnava culture, how beautifully it's built on appreciation and respect. So I really like those points. We have to develop that. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Okay. Anybody else like to say something? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Yeah, yeah. I really love the, because, um, you know, you always say how, you know, Radharani is the form of her Mahabhav, her intense love for Krishna. You know, that love in, in form becomes Radharani. But you also said today that Krishna is the form of love for his devotees. So I, I thought that was really beautiful. Thank you, Gail. Okay. Anybody else like to say hello? Hare Krishna Gumaraj, Totagopinath here. And Kishori Radha. And you know, I, I, I always we saw that it said Gopa Kishore. And I was wondering, you know, but it was actually Priya always listening at his class. Aha. Uh -huh. <laughs> the mystery solved. And then she, she said hello the other day on class. Okay. Yeah. Anybody else? We got one more minute. Hi, Krishna here. Who is Thanks that? Surya Radhika. Oh, okay. Hi, right, Bo. Thanks for the okay. class. Oh, by the way, I, I was at Kastubas and I got that wonderful hand-embroidered book. That was incredible. With a hand-embroidered bookmark too, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I sent it with one devotee who was com coming to America. So... Uh, I wanted to, I didn't tell you, so you get surprised by getting it. <laughs> so you received yeah. it. I'm happy. That was great. That was a, the, incredible. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Anybody else? Hey, Christian Gurmaj. Welcome, Linda. Thank you for class. Do you have heat in your house? It looks cold. <laughs> it's, it's always cold in the house. <laughs> the heat is on, but it's still cold. Okay. No, I, I appreciate Prabhupada said waste makes want. <laughs> I also look, I have a, a thing on. Okay. Maharaj, can I share one quick thing? You just Just, you know, in, in ISKCON, um, because of numerous reasons, self-esteem is looked down upon. But if we think of self-esteem as um, perhaps soul esteem, you know, if we're identifying it that way, then self-esteem is a good thing. In general, self-esteem is not a bad thing. It depends on how we react, respond, and embrace it. So, in fact, encouraging others, I think, is one thing that we've been lacking and uh, so important. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Tamal Krishnamarch told me that without encouragement, there's no devotional service. <laughs> Ironic, but <laughs> without that encouragement. So, uh, yeah. Okay, thanks. Nice to see you again. Thank you. Okay. Hey, Jack. Hi, Bo. Hey, hi, Mars. Hey. Hi, Krishna. Delivering the truth or delivering the mail? Oh, yeah. 
PO box section here. <laughs> nice to see you, Jack. You like Good to, to talk you. about Grimarge, huh? Yeah, nice to hear really you. sweet. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Great to see you, Jack. Thank you. Hi, Krishna. Hi, okay. Bo. Okay. All right, we'll go Hare now. Okay, hi, Bo. Okay. <laughs> nice weather there, huh? <laughs> Yes, summertime, nice. That's outside your house? Yes, Maharaj. Very That's the garden, the vegetable garden. Oh, wow. Huh? Is, is that Sebastian working? No, Sebastian went to bring some uh, sticks so we can hang the eggplant. And um, that's a, a helper we have, Brian. <laughs> okay. Okay. Haribo. Good. Haribo, Maharaj. Thanks for okay. the class. Okay. All right. Vanchakalpa, Turubya, Shaka, Pasindu, Behavior, Chapa, Titan, and